Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Penick, And we've got ourselves a Patriots preview and a guaranteed win, because I will be in attendance. We have a free tailgate, uh, or free food, bring your own alcohol uh, out of L16 on the curb. we got an interview uh, coming up in a little bit. Justin, how are you doing? Hello, Bobby Skinner. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. We're recording this on Thanksgiving. You're listening to this on Black Friday. Um, shop.jarmanmedia.com. Um, you can get nice shirts like this. New York football with all the Super Bowl years that we won Super Bowls. Uh, we beat the Patriots in two Super Bowls. I don't know if you knew that. Every time we play the Patriots, Justin, I like it does mean more. Obviously, not like, oh, we got to win this game because, but it's like it does bring back all the memories. Like, this is like a low key, like, we don't hate the Patriots, but there is there's history within yeah. this matchup. So, I do look forward to this matchup every four years. Last time was the 2019 Thursday night football game when the Giants started the worst running back in my lifetime, John Hillman. Ah, don't, don't say that about John Hillman, my friend who I went to high school with. Quiz. Personal quiz. This is not like a knowledgeable quiz or anything. What is my favorite Giants game that I have ever been to? Oh, it's the uh, 38-35 um, uh, last game of 2007. That's right. Week 17. Favorite game that I've ever been to. Like the greatest, one of the greatest football games that I've ever just been to. A game that meant nothing, but a game that meant everything at the same time. That was oh. a Saturday night game, and yeah. it was supposed. To, it was, I think, it was supposed to be the first ever game that was exclusively on NFL Network to get yeah. people to add NFL Network to their package. But they're like, "This is too big of a deal," where they just put it on NBC. Yeah. Um, now NFL Network is basically a part of every cable package that you get. Um. Imagine so the that. more, the more, you, the more you know. So I do, I do love this matchup. I mean, again, the 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 cool thing about this matchup is like not just the Super Bowls. It's like they played each other in those Super Bowl years, right? And you know the the probably the most more like uh, a moral victory. There's no bigger moral victory in NFL history than that Week 17 game, and then the Giants beating them in 2011, and then in the Super Bowl, um, and even you know even like 2015, I feel like is a great like example of how that season went right where giants are in there competing could have won that division very easily but you just couldn't close out a game Landon collins drops an interception and they're able to drive and and win that game so that season was uh, tough i don't really feel like doing the tank stuff talk about this because no again, we did on the mailbag yeah so we don't need to get into all that we and we have an interview breaking it down this is going to be a hell of a game the number 31 offense versus the number 32 offense um the giants are getting a little uh banged up the patriots the patriots defense right like 
I haven't been paying too much attention to it until this week. They're banged up on defense, right? Like Judon's gone. Christian Gonzalez is gone. They've got other guys injured where that defense has not been as good. Now they stopped the run pretty damn well, but like passing uh, pass wise, they like they give up chunk plays, right? And they're not as bad as Washington, but they have like busted coverages that lead to a big plays, right? Like attack JC Jackson, who's back with them since uh, the Chargers let him go. Um, I, my big thing for this game, Justin, is not necessarily the result at the end of it, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see how the offense, specifically the offensive coaching staff, Dable and Kafka, attack after the success they had last week. Um, like how, how do they adapt? Do they try and get some more of the same stuff or they bring in a new stuff out? Like I'm, I'm really excited to see how this offensive coaching staff d- handles game three for Tommy DeVito. So how would you attack it? I would do similar stuff to, to the commanders game, but maybe try and work a little more of your, your quick game, right? So you're not so vulnerable to sacks and kind of, Hey, this is game number three, DeVito, get the ball out on time. Um, uh, because again, if you just the Patriots aren't going to be undisciplined for an entire game like the Commanders, where it's like, ah, let's just keep doing this type of stuff. They they'll have their undisciplined plays or busted coverage types plays, but they're not they're not the Commanders, where it's like almost a game plan for them to be undisciplined. Uh, so I, I would work a little more the quick game, right? But again, taking some a lot of those same shots, looking for explosives. Like I would I would be go out big game hunting for explosive plays this week their run defense is still really good and that's what worries me where it's i think i think the success the giants offense is going to have is through the air they've been one of the worst defenses um over the last month through through the air um so that's really where i think their success is going to be had where their run defense is still pretty pretty good yeah they're basically like as i was looking at actually epa shout out uh, I was looking like they're like top five run defense, bottom five pass defense. And you know what? Efficiency wise, it is the same as Washington, but I think what they do on defense is very, very different. I'm sure. Yeah, they, they, they. Bill Belichick's been switching it up a little bit, and I'm, I'm excited to see Jabril Peppers in this game. I think he's going to be playing fired up. He's been re- like he's been he's become a fan favorite over there. Not um, surprising. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. It, it, it's not surprising. Kyle Duggar has been having to play deep a little more often where I think he's more fun. He's, he's a player who Kyle Duggar, I feel like can be used better, but because out of necessity, they're playing him deep where I feel like he's kind of that, that guy you move all around the field and, and use him to make plays, but they just don't have any pass rush right now without Judon. Um, and yeah. on the flip side, their offense the last two games, Wink has really thrown a lot of zone coverages, right? Gone zone heavy. And I think part of that is personnel. I think Adore should be back this week. That I think that played a part of it. But also second time playing those opponents, right? Divisional matchups, second time playing the Cowboys and Commanders. It seems like Mac Jones is starting for them, who is immobile. They have nobody who really threatens you as a receiver. I think this is going to be a Jets type of game plan for the Giants where they're going to they're going to we're going to blitz we're going to stunt and we're going to come after you all game long I think it's also I mean it should be a heavy ground game too I mean they you know they scored 10 points last or shoot they lost to the Colts they scored six points last week against the Colts and they ran the ball 33 times 
So and, and it, only 20, 20 yeah, they own. They don't drums. pass the ball on any any time that like <laughs> you can get away with like hey, this could be a running down. They basically have turned into that. Like it's it's gotten. I mean, the Giants' offense is ugly, but they they are just as ugly, if not uglier, with what's happened after the first few weeks not being so bad. Why are they starting Mac Jones? I mean, Bailey Zappi's. I don't know if he's going to be a better option, right? And we actually talked about it with on the interview. Or maybe it was on the on, on the on the other show I went on. You remember that Wink just blitzed the piss out of out of Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones in that preseason game last year, and they just kept on throwing back shoulder fades. Like if if, if they get Bailey Zappi in there, Wink's just gonna blitz him. Yeah, like all all game long. And I don't know if he's gonna be able to handle that. Where Mac was like, "Hey, I, I've got the experience where I can at least know what, what blitzes are and handle blitzes," even though that I don't know if Mac Jones can handle much right now. Yeah. I, you know what? Do you think that they could have a similar game plan of just throwing? Because usually bad offenses, they throw a lot of these back shoulder stuff and just give the receivers 50-50 opportunities. And that, and y- utilizing the sideline so much is a sign of a bad offense, a la P- Kenny Pickett of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you think that that could be a game plan for the Patriots? And then I'm, I would be, in a way, excited to see that. Because I want to see Deontay Banks, Trey Hawkins, if Trey Hawkins is going to be out there, uh, Cordell Flott. I want to see them make plays on a football. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it'll be like the preseason game where they were just I, – I feel like they were very pissed off at what was happening in that preseason game. I mean, they don't play each other in the preseason. That relationship between Belichick and the Giants is all very strained right now. Oh, yeah, now it's very bad. Due to the Brian Flores situation and then Wink deciding to blitz the piss out of the Patriots in the pre in the first preseason game, let alone a preseason game. Um so, but yeah, so I, I think Mac Jones will be starting. So yeah, I, I would be interested to see if they get to some of that stuff. I don't know yeah. if they've been doing it as much this year with Bill O'Brien as their office coordinator compared to Judge and Patricia. Um but yeah, that I mean that was what they that's what they did like in the regular season last year too, where they were they were very much a back shoulder offense all year long. Um, and maybe that's a little bit of Mac Jones being like pissed off and just throwing the alert over and over again because he hates hates the offense. But yeah, it, it's it's pretty dysfunctional over there right now. Um where I like I actually view their offense as more dysfunctional than the Giants as constructed right now. It's like even it's like at least we have good coaching on our side. They yeah. don't really have that right now. And also, you could say the line's better. I I do think the Patriots line is better as a as a unit and as a whole. Like Farrell Brown's a, is a, or excuse me, uh, uh, Trent Brown's Trent a, Brown. is a is a very very good tackle. Um, but I do th- like we we talked about who has more talent: Giants or the Washington Commanders last week. I think the Giants offensively easily have more and maybe even defensively i think i think both sides of the ball giants easily have more talent than the patriots do i think it depends and which is crazy to say i think it depends on if darius slayton plays because the giants are a darius slayton injury away from this wide receiver room looking really bad because jalen hyatt he gets open vertically but that's essentially it they don't have much trust in him and any other anything else in the in the playbook Hodgins. Sterling, Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard would be like the guy that would get the most snaps because you like him blocking, right? Yeah, and he's he's the best route runner. I think Shepard yeah. Shepard would play if if Slayton's a, a no go. Yeah, um, I I think he would get more reps than Hodgins uh, at this point. Um, to remind me to add him to the big board for the fantasy draft. Uh, 
So, yeah, it'd be obviously, we're recording this a little early because it's Thanksgiving, so we don't have the injury report from Thursday. Um, but I do I, – I, I actually believe Darius Slayton could be, like, a difference maker of, like, a win and a loss in this game, which is <laughs> – which which is pretty crazy. So if, if he plays or not, there you go. Um, all right, do we got any? I mean, we have an interview, so we don't need to go crazy into the into the match. Was there anything that like news this week? Like, do, do you care about the Deontay Banks stuff? I mean, we basically no. had everything that we need to say on on Sunday. Um, no, nothing nothing else that really came out of it, right? What what, what reporter asked Tommy DeVito was his was his Italian celebration Italian or not? God, that was worse. That uh, that was. That made me cr- – I, I, those questions cringe. Like, was it Italian? He's like, yeah, but it's it's Italian. And then Jordan was like, what's it mean to you? It's like, dude, don't make him explain <laughs> what that means to him. It's like, it's like when someone asks you to explain a joke. Like, don't – please, please don't make me explain a joke. Like, you're you're ruining it. Um, it's like Victor Cruz doing the salsa after – like, oh, one of my fam- – I, I did it for one of my family members because that's what we did growing up. What does that mean to you? And then it's like Tommy DeVito doing the – Is that Puerto Rican? <laughs> Like okay, that's a worthy question. What does that mean to you, Victor Cruz? And uh, what do, what does this mean to you, Tommy DeVito? <laughs> yeah, what, what does great. that mean to you? It's like, dude, it's it's it's, it's like, it's is it very, Italian? Is it Italian? Are, are bonita fish big? I've never. Um, I, I don't like saying this, but you when, like touch touch grass. Like you got to you, you got to get out. <laughs> when you did that Victor Cruz thing at Foot Locker. You should have asked them like this. Also, you we if we got to do that again, we would have to remake that Tommy DeVito interview. Like, is that Puerto Rican? <laughs> what does it mean to you? I I wanted I I'm glad I didn't ask this, but I did want to ask Victor Cruz. I'm like, are, are you at a point where it's like you just want to say, like, no? Like, would people say, can you do the salsa with me? You just want to? I just you just like no, I don't. Oh I yeah, if you ask them to do the salsa. Yeah. Also, when you're interviewing someone that you know that like they're famous or something they're going to get asked about a lot and they probably don't like being asked about it a great trick to ask them about it is saying how annoyed are you by people asking you about like the salsa and then yeah. you get to talk about it without without with happy without having them like roll their eyes like all right interview number 2000 <laughs> talking about the salsa having to explain the same thing victor cruz caught a touchdown pass against the patriots in 2011 super bowl 46 yes he did and I wish SeatGeek was around for that Super Bowl because I would have went. And today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. If you don't know, SeatGeek is their ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including sports, concerts, festivals, and more. And Justin, I'm going to the game this week. And I've been I've been looking at SeatGeek all week, right? Waiting for the moment to strike to get my tickets for this game. Uh, I may I may I may put I may cut this one to the deadline because I know SeatGeek, even though there's de- great deals on there now, they might get me even greater deals. They always want to make sure that you are getting a good deal. So when you're on the app, look for the green dots. Green means good. Red means bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. And that's the thing is like. A lot of ticketing apps, it's like if you want to keep checking it, it's a pain in the ass. SeatGeek, you literally just open the app, click on the event, and it's like, okay, this is this is the idea of where it is. You don't got to go hunting for anything. We've got the hookup. Use code GIANTS for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code GIANTS. Click the link in the description to download the app. You'll be glad you did. And here 
is Taylor Kyles, who covers the Patriots. Great, great guest. Uh, I, I, I recommend going and list, watching the film show that we did on his thing. Um, but after you listening to this entire podcast, including the outro, every second of it, here's Taylor Kyles. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, we now welcome on to the program Taylor Kyles. He covers the pictures for CLNS Media, and we know we've we've kind of scrapped uh, our our interview segment on our preview pods because people don't really care about the result that much. But when it's someone that I like watch their work and a fan of their work, especially an AFC opponent, only get once every four years. Like I'm I'm making sure we have them on. So Taylor, what's going on, man? Not much, man. I'm glad to have you. We had a little home and home. Just said my show was a great time, so I'm excited for round two. Yeah, honestly, go check out his show. I, I think it'll be a lot more fun than this one. But hang out for the segments with Danny King and stay for the interview. So two questions before we get into, like, the meat and potatoes of the game. Mm-hmm. First, how is Joe Judge and Jabril Peppers doing? Jabril has actually been killing it. Um, he's a he's perfect someone- fit for Belichick defense. He, he has been, and we just, like, took a while for him to finally get there. But, yeah, man, locker room presence. Like, we're talking – Matthew Slater usually does, like, a breakdown when they win, something that he got from Teddy Bruschi. It's, like, it's always him. Jabril actually did it after, like, one of their only wins. I think it was against the Bills, uh, which is, like, significant. It was – I saw it, and I was like, he's going to be a uh, captain next year. Uh, and beyond that, I mean, he's killing it on defense. He's playing a lot deep, but he's still in the slot, in the box. You know, they they do a great job maximizing him. Been great against the run. He's making plays against the pass. He's been a turnover machine for them, really, uh, which they desperately needed, especially after a rough couple weeks early on in the season. Um, so yeah, Jabril been fantastic. He's a PFF darling this year, doing really well. Joe Judge and the special teams units have not been doing great. Um, he had Bryce Berenger, the rookie punter. He's been doing pretty well. Shad Ryland, uh, I think is right now, I think is the lowest conversion rate uh, among kickers right now. Not great for him. Uh, and then the coverage units have just had some kind of weird moments. Like you saw against Germany, they tried to block and had no returner, which cost them a lot of field position for an offense. It's not very good. It needs field position. Uh, they've given up some big returns. They are insistent on not just like kicking out of the end zone and taking touchbacks with the new league rules. They're like, nope, we're going to make you return it. But they don't cover them very well. So it hasn't been a great strategy. Uh, but, you know, they're trying to instill some toughness or whatever. But, yeah, Jabril and Joe Judge are on two very different ends of the spectrum uh, in their in their Patriots careers right now. I love Jabril, and I think he got hated by Giants. Fans. One, because he was part of the Odell trade, mm-hmm. and that he kind of represented Odell not being there for a lot of people. And also, he's just not a perfect player, right? He's not like mm-hmm. a top-five safety in the NFL, but he's so versatile and good I, I, and – Again, like as a leader, too, I, I, I love Jabril. Here's the second one. Who's starting a quarterback for the Patriots? Because Bill Belichick has not uh, told us. Who, who is going to be the starter this week? Everyone's been mum on it. Uh, but this is the first time we actually got to talk to Mac Jones today. So he said he's preparing, he's preparing like he's going to be the starter, which, you know, every quarterback says, even if you're on the practice squad. He also made a comment I thought was kind of interesting where he said like the giants, they blitz a lot, da da da, and said, it takes experience to be able to handle that. I go, Hmm, that's an interesting thing to say when Bailey Zappi has, hasn't really, he only started three games uh, when Mac was hurt last year, but I wouldn't really call that experience. Will Greer has been in the NFL since 2019, but he hasn't, you know, gotten a lot of live reps outside of the preseason. So, 
you know, between Max saying he's preparing like he's going to be the starter, um, no one strongly hinting that it's going to be Zappy, and then the comment about the experience and everything. And I don't think that Bill Belichick would force his team to go an entire week without knowing who the quarterback is going to be. I don't think he cares about us on the outside. Uh, but based off those little breadcrumbs, I would go with Mac. Also because he's their best quarterback, despite just being uh, his own turnover machine uh, through 10 weeks. Someone has to take first team reps, right? Like, so mm-hmm. that's if, if he's taking the first team rep. Also, they asked Dable about what he's expecting. He started just naming off all these random Will, Will Greer games in his career. I'm like, is Will Greer going to be starting? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so now we know who's starting a quarterback. The offense ranked 31st, right? The only offense in the NFL that's been worse is your own New York Giants. Um, and Flash of the Titans here. Yeah, usually, <laughs> usually the what the Patriots numbers are would be number thirty-two, but the Giants are having a, just a fantastic year. Uh, I do want to talk about like what Mac Jones is doing to contribute to that. But outside of the QB, what have been like the major issues with this offense? Offensive line health is like right up there. Cole Strange. Uh, well, first Mike and Wenu who I think you could argue is their best offensive lineman overall. He had offseason ankle surgery, missed the entire summer, um, didn't play the first week either. So that was just a lot of time that he had to miss and then was in and out of the lineup because he was still kind of working around it. Cole Strange, like the first week of training camp, has a knee injury, didn't play the rest of the summer, the preseason, also missed the season opener, and then also was in and out of the lineup. When you have a pocket passer like Mac Jones, not having your two starting guards, a pretty big hole and they didn't have any real reliable veteran backups they drafted a bunch of interior offensive linemen uh they had Antonio Mafia out of UCLA a converted nose tackle as the top backup he is currently the lowest graded offensive lineman in PFF's database so that tells you how well he did when he was in relief duty uh and then Trent Brown's been in and out of the lineup as well he had a concussion now he's got ankle and knee injuries don't even know if he's going to play at left tackle on Sunday and right tackle that was the big, big issue for most of the season. You know, Dante Scarnecchi, the Patriots' legendary offensive line coach, he always says that uh, if you have one bad player on the line, you can work around that. If you have two, you're in trouble. So it was one thing when they didn't have their guards, but then they also had just to throw desperate options at right tackle until they settled on Mike Wenu, who's been great now that he's healthy and back. He's been there for about three weeks. Uh, but just offensive line health really hurt Mac Jones's confidence. First couple of weeks, I thought Mac actually played well. He was a reason that they were competitive in those games. But then you saw it really got bad against the Cowboys where he didn't trust his protection at all. And usually you'd see Max struggle, but he wouldn't really compound his errors. He usually did a good job of being like, all right, time to, you know, put my suit on, my business suit on and get to work. I don't know where that analogy came from. I just made it up. But then you started to see he just started spiraling. Like bad plays got worse. And then his decision-making got like, it was getting to the point where you don't see high school quarterbacks making some of the decisions he was making, like throwing across his body, um, running out with the ball out when you know you're being chased, just, you know, not good football. It's not about Mac Jones. But yeah, the offensive line, that killed his confidence. And then exacerbating that was the fact the Patriots don't have explosiveness at receiver. They got Pop, who's a rookie. You know, he's an undersized jitterbug. He's been good for them. But he's a rookie from Liberty who's still learning how to run routes. Like, you'll see him run the wrong thing at least once every single week. Kendrick Bourne also went down with a torn ACL in week eight. So he was the only veteran that they had to rely on at wide receiver. And now a group that already came into the league into the season as one of the league's least talented units got even worse. 
worse. Mac didn't have time to find guys, and then he was just missing them when they've been open. Like, when a team is this bad, as I'm sure you know, there's plenty of blame to go around. Uh, but at the top of that list, I would say it's been the offensive line because Mac's confidence has just plummeted uh, because he doesn't trust his protection. Now the Giants are going to blitz. I, like, I would expect them to blitz at him a ton, right? Especially because mm-hmm. he's probably the most immobile quarterback that they will play this year. Um, what are, like, the easy – I guess there's nothing easy in this page shop. But what are the things that, like, they try and do to, like, com- combat uh, some of the pass blocking issues? And in when even if, even if they held up versus, like, the Giants front four this week, they're going to be sending a lot of guys. What are the things that they try and do to help against that? Yeah, so, I mean, the easy answer, obviously, is run the ball. Like we saw uh, when they played against the Colts in Germany in the second half, Mac only threw on an early down where they hadn't lost yardage four times in the second half. Now, that was because he got sacked five times in the first half alone. And then in the second half, he wasn't really doing anything wrong in the first half. The second half, he threw, I think, four passes in the red zone, and they were all, like, catastrophic. One was the interception I'm sure everyone's seen where he's flailing back and just throws it up. Um, So – the run game, they really leaned on heavily, especially now that Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke Elliott are really getting going. Uh, the quick game, there's been some RPO use, a little bit more than we saw early on in the season in terms of actually throwing on it sometimes. Um, and that's really been the biggest key, especially because Matt can't really be trusted um, to make smart decisions consistently. So it's not even that you're compensating for the line. You're also compensating for your quarterback. So it's going to be a lot of trying to get the ball into Demario Douglas' hands as quickly as possible. Uh, you'll see some stack alignments where they'll try to get him or Hunter Henry some easy releases, although I think they could use those more. Um, but yeah, man, it's <laughs> I was looking forward to this season with Bill O'Brien being able to be like, I'll have my own little encyclopedia of all the cool stuff the Pats are doing. But when you have the dearth of pieces they have in a quarterback who – is doing fine 75% of the time and then just 25% of the time loses his GD mind. It's made it really tough on the play calling and the offensive execution. So really, yeah, it's quick passes, some RPOs in the run game uh, for the vast majority of how they're trying to get around those issues. And the run game, when I look at it, doesn't look uh, overly efficient, right? And we know Mondo Stevenson's put up some numbers in the past. Is that just kind of down to the offensive line again? And something, yeah. And with this, what do they like in the like? Are they zone based, gap based, or a mix of a mix of both? Primarily downhill, and against I think it was the Cowboys. Was, yeah, there was the Cowboys. They tried to use more outside zone concepts, but they got a massive offensive line. Like, Cole Strange is the only guy you consider, like, a really good athlete. Other than that, you got Mike and Winnie with Trent Brown, who are 350-plus pounds. When it was Antonio Mafia and other guys, like, 350 pounds. Uh, City So is kind of a big guy. So they like to use a lot of duo, a lot of inside zone, so they can just get doubles, get some push vertically, and then have their big backs, you know, just kind of keep – giving you body blows last week we saw them use more outside zone and pin pull stuff uh not last week two weeks ago against the colts had success with it for the first time like i said since like the cowboys game it's been a really long time uh since they even really tried it um but started to actually have some success so maybe they'll have a little bit more diversity there and in terms of the inefficiency it's because their interior, like every once in a while, they'll just lose a block really badly. Like uh, City So had his best game as a run blocker last week, but his thing has been more pass protection. Like he doesn't give up a lot of pressures because he refits well, he re-anchors, like he'll lose early, but it's pretty tough to beat him late. But what you're seeing is he isn't really a consistently good run blocker. Cole Strange 
he's talked about, uh, you know, with me personally, how the fact that he's put on weight but didn't get to practice the physical elements of the position in the summer really hurt his progression. So you're going to see some ugly losses where sometimes he's over aggressive or his feet aren't in the right place. And a smart defensive tackle like a Dexter Lawrence is going to make him look really bad because they process these things so quickly. Um, and also the tackles there, you know, they got Hunter Henry, Mike Kosicki, Farrell Brown. Like those are three of the only reliable players they have. So they feature those guys in the run game a lot. Mike Kosicki, they've been smarter and made him really more of just a big wide receiver at Z type where he's only really blocking safeties and cornerbacks. Uh, but also you see Hunter Henry and Farrell Brown for all the solid reps they have. And Farrell Brown's really physical they'll get just blown up and pushed into the backfield. And then you'll see like the running back gets the handoff and they have to deal with pressure really quickly. You even saw that on uh, our show where the uh, clip that I use, Hermander Stevenson is one where city. So immediately loses and he's got to deal with two guys in the backfield. So it's not so much the running backs, I don't think. And that was the quandary. Was it okay? Ramondre and Zeke aren't doing well early in the season. Is it the line? Is it them? What's going on? Because they're not making, you know, something out of nothing. Now we're seeing them make something out of nothing because I think they're playing with more explosiveness. Uh, they're not super explosive. This is not an explosive run game. When it's running well, it's more efficient than anything else. Uh, but yeah, the inconsistency up front sometimes just knocks them off schedule. And then you're running well, but then you get a play where it's now it's second and second, second and 12, and you're like, well, we can't really run here. And if you do, you're basically conceding and saying you're going to punt in a couple plays. So, yeah, just inconsistency up front is, I would say, the biggest thing. On the defensive side, right, you kind of view even, even in past years where since Brady's left or even that, that last year of Brady in 2019 where the offense hasn't been up to, up to snuff, the defense has been. You look at the raw numbers and they're not very good. And then you look at, you know, stuff like EPA where it shows they're a bad pass defense and a good run defense. Are they better than the numbers look? Are they like a product of the offense being bad? And like, what is like the vibe around this defense? Because if you look at the Giants defense of like, over, like they're like 28th in scoring, but you kind of feel good about a lot of pieces on it too. So is, is that similar with the Patriots right now? Patriots, it's just like this whole season, man. It's just been everything. So for the defense, they lost Christian Gonzalez, their stud rookie who won Defensive Rookie of the Month, going against A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and Garrett Wilson. Like, not... Not every once in a while. I mean, like, he was lining up against one of those guys almost every single snap and got Defensive Rookie of the Month. He goes down in Week 4 early with a torn labrum out for the season. Matthew Judon, later in the game... Pro Bowler since he's been in New England, their best pass rusher by far. He's not the kind of guy who's going to kill you one-on-one, -on -one, but he was the key to their line games because they use a ton of stunts New England. He goes down in the exact same game. Those are your two best defensive players. One was a rookie. They're gone. And then the pass rush took a huge step back because Josh Uche was doing pretty well to start the season. He uh, has a foot injury. I think it was against the Raiders uh, or might have been a week before, but it was around midseason. And you see his production shot down. Uh, and then he missed a couple of games. So he was your breakout pass rusher last season. So you get your your two best pass rushers are now gone. They also lost Daniel Ekwale, who I'm not going to go on for him too long. This is one of those, like, just because I cover the team, I know him pretty well. But he was an underrated guy on their uh, defense. He would play when Barmore went down. Uh, and he was a really good pass rusher for them. Underrated, but a good pass rusher. So their pass rush has been gone. Christian Barmore has picked up a ton of the slack. He's having his first healthy season. He's breaking out and becoming the player they wanted. He's getting quick wins as a pass rusher. He's dominating and like eating double teams and everything as a run defender. But he's kind of doing a lot of it on his own. 
Uh, so, you know, the defensive front, that's why a lot of the run defense has been good. He's been doing well. Devon Dodgeaw is having a great season. And then uh, Jelani Tavai, uh, one of their linebackers who's been more relevant. I think you're going to hear his name a few times. I'll tell you right now. Uh, he's been having a bigger role. So their run defense has been good. Jabro Peppers, massive part of the run defense. He's when he plays in the slot. That's why I love how they use him because he'll play deep, but also in rundowns, they won't ask him to like cover Cooper cup and man, which is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. When I saw that game where the giants were like, yeah, Jabril peppers, one-on-one against Cooper cup. There you go. Uh, but really they'll put him in zone of the blitz. Yeah, I forgot about that game. It was, that was them trying to stop the run. That was them getting in there. And I love that defensive staff and Graham with judge too. They were, they were trying to like, all right, we're going to use Jabril's big nickel. We're going to, we're going to stop their run and, and people. And yeah, they just, Stop putting the real peppers in man on Cooper Cup. Exactly. So the Patriots have done a better job where they he rarely plays man unless he's covering a running back, which I think he may get some shots against Saquon. But really, he plays in zone and he blitzes, which allows him to be in a, a, a really good run defender and a playmaker. The pass defense. Now, yes, Christian Gonzalez going down sucked. Injuries have really hurt them. Like quarterback is the most talented position on their entire team. But availability is really inconsistent. Jonathan Jones missed the first, or he played in the first game, then missed three, I believe it was, uh, with an ankle injury. Jack Jones missed uh, the beginning of the season on IR, came back, gave up a 100-plus passer rating in the games he played, got cut because he couldn't be relied on. It just wasn't a good fit. It was a gamble in the fourth round. You know, he had a lot of drama. It was probably going to happen. Marcus Jones, uh, really good, like dual threat for them, great with the ball in his hand, super athletic. He went down against the Dolphins, which is why Christian Gonzalez wound up covering Tyreek Hill for a lot of the game. Um, So – as you can, you know, as you can tell from what I'm saying, injuries have devastated cornerback. They bring in J.C. Jackson to try to make things better. He was a great fit in the Patriots system. Didn't work out in L.A., but, you know, that happens with a ton of people who sign big deals and they leave the Patriots. They always end up coming back because the Patriots use them better than anybody else. He has had coverage breakdowns in every single game he's played, and they've all led to explosive plays. Every time they happen, it's bad. The worst one was a deep touchdown to Tyreek Hill where he and Marte Mapu completely blew a bracket because they took a step up to for, to defend the run. And, you know, if you're going to play bracket, the run should be subterranean on your list of priorities. But like those kinds of lapses are the reason that this pass defense has not been good. It's their cornerbacks. They're shuffling in so many guys. Uh, JC Jackson, especially like the lack of continuity there has been pretty glaring. Juwan Bentley, who's the big linebacker, usually is solid in coverage, giving up more plays than he usually does. And then Kyle Duggar, he's playing deep more often than he usually does. So he doesn't make as many plays because he's more of a box safety and he's not being used in his ideal role. So I'm so, like, I, I keep rambling, but it's, you know, it's just one of those seasons where there's so many different things that are going wrong for this team. And it'd be unfair to single out any one because because they all have been working together to create, you know, a disappointing product from what looked like one of the deepest and most talented defenses in football entering the season. Yeah, it, it stinks those injuries have happened because, again, it's like a, a bunch of fun players. Like, Duggar's been one of my favorite, fun, most fun guys to watch in the way uh, they've used him. Um, and then Pep, uh, Pep, too. And, yeah, so, but, yeah, Gonzalez and Judon being down hurts. Last question, I, I'm asking this because – we don't get to do as much prep for this one because we're recording Thanksgiving morning. We do a fantasy draft every week between the team the Giants are playing and the Giants. One through five, what Patriots players should I draft? Because I'm, I'm going to use you as my cheat sheet for the big board this week. I might steal this concept. That's a good idea. Uh, okay, I would bring Jabril Peppers back just using the right way. Like, Well, no, 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 no. Fantasy oh. draft, like we use – it's wide receiver, tight end, running back. Oh, we, gotcha. We like – 
it's just like Can it's a kind of a fun fantasy? way for us to look at some matchups <laughs> right uh, so oh, man. this so is a, this is a tough, tough week with some of the injuries and stuff really so yeah. i just need like a one through five all right malik cunningham at quarterback sneaky pick because he's actually athletic and dynamic no we do an actual fantasy like f- we're running back we only do wide receiver tight end running back I am such a bad listener. So he, I'm so sorry. Okay, so, just a skill position. Just a skill position. So yeah, we do like we we literally draft like we me Justin and then we have a third guy who comes on. We we draft four. We each draft four players, and we just keep standings on it for the year. It's kind of a way to just okay. like this preview is, matchup. This is super embarrassing. All right, my bad. Okay, <laughs> I think I got it now. I think I got it. All right, Ramondre Stevenson. Yep, Go Stevenson ahead. one. That's an easy Stevenson. one. Demario Douglas. Douglas, Hunter Henry, and then just because, fun fact, Pharaoh Brown, the tight end, is PFF's highest graded offensive player. I think he's their third highest graded receiver because he doesn't get a lot of touches, but anytime he catches the ball, he's like breaking tackles and he's making a big play. So Pharaoh Brown as well because he might get you a sneaky big play. Okay, that's good. That's valuable because in this – the number one thirty, the number thirty-one versus number thirty-two offense. That fourth round gets gets pretty dry. So I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I got you, Taylor. Now that I know you, I'm going to annoy the shit out of you. Where can uh, where where can people find you? Annoy the shit out of me as much as you want, man. I had a great time. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter at tkyles39. Uh, all my written work is at CLNS Media. I did a preview on uh, some of the keys to the game in this matchup. You know, it's not – it doesn't look good on paper, but there are some fun ones. So, you know, I would recommend maybe checking that out. And then I did a film with friends with Bobby. I'm really excited for everybody to be able to see that. Yeah, that uh, you can fun. find that on YouTube at uh, CLNS Patriots at our YouTube channel. Appreciate you as always, man. Thanks, uh, thanks again, and we'll we'll either see you in the Super Bowl or uh, or four years on on this specific show. But I'm sure we'll see you around sooner the better. Thanks, brother. Hey, Sean, you better hope I never get back in there. I will kick your. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. All right, thank you to Taylor Kyles for coming on the show and breaking down the New England Patriots. Probably some Joe Judge talking there too. And I really like that. Didn't talk about JoJo in the, in the top half of the show. Uh, this episode is sponsored by the Candlewick Diner in East Rutherford, New Jersey. They are also our tailgate providers. So this Sunday, if you come to L16 on the curb, you're going to hang out. Danny King is going to be there. We're going to welcome him, him on the show. Bob Skinner will be there. I will be there. And Candlewick Diner will be there, too, providing some awesome food. They're celebrating their 54th year in East Rutherford this year, and it's the third year partnering with Talking Giants for the Tailgates, the original food caterer and supporter for the podcast. They're located a mile up the road from MetLife Stadium, and it's the perfect spot for a pregame breakfast or postgame dinner slash drinks. They have a full service bar. So, hey, Giants lose? You want to go to the Canemic Diner after the game? Maybe have yourself a little drink. Well, they got that and you can do that. And if you want to eat your feelings, they have an in-house bakery with a shit ton of desserts. Or if you live by East Rutherford and you want to stay home and get the Candlewick Diner, they have free delivery. They have an extensive menu from breakfast to burgers, steaks to pasta. Check, <laughs> Check out the Candlewick Diner in East Rutherford, New Jersey. For all your diner favorites, you'll be glad you did. Be glad you did. I'm excited for them to for the tailgate this weekend. Um, we didn't talk about Joe Judge in the beginning. Did you He's talk back. about Joe Judge in the uh, in the interview? 
very very little bit but it's i hope i hope i get to see um one joe judge i ran a poll to see like which coaches do people most fondly of Shermer had the most votes he had over 50 percent which makes sense right he did he did the most with what he had uh I hate that McAdoo honestly gets more than Judge. And it's just simply because, oh, McAdoo wanted Mahomes. And I'm like, well, okay, good. Sick. Sick that he wanted the best QB of all time, wanted to trade up for him, right? Um, that's that's awesome that he wanted to trade up 13 spots um, for a quarterback. That's sick. He's a horrible coach. Like, to me, he is the worst coach of the three. He ruined Eli. He revived yeah. Eli, and then he ruined him. Yeah, and that he was a horrible leader of men. I mean, he was a... Like, I hate to say this because, like, they're NFL people. Like, if you ask me which one was just the dumbest, it was McAdoo. Like, yeah, they asked him a question and he just sat there blank once, right? Like, I I don't know. Um, but it's just like, oh, well, he he wanted Mahomes. It's like, okay, cool, cool. Congrats, congratulations. Um, congratulations. But at the end of the day, I'm happy we got Brian Dable. Um, but it's the return of Joe. Judge. Now, welcome on Danny King for weather and trivia. Danny, what's the weather looking like? I need to know. I need to know because I'm going to be there. You're going to be there too. I will be. Uh, it's it's going to be like 50 degrees, so it's not going to be too cold. You know, I feel like for this time, it's colder really? up here today. I thought it was going to be colder than be. that. I'm, I'm I'm looking at some like well, 47, like 47, but basically 50 at that point. No, Dan, like don't, don't, we're not in the business of rounding up here. We're not in the business of rounding up. Is it going to rain? Uh, there's like a twenty percent chance of rain. Nothing crazy though. Oh, I'm seeing something different. You're seeing something rains, different. I'm seeing. I'll be so angry. Hang on, I let let me quickly pull up my backup weather model. Uh, Jesus, you know, I guess D- Danny. Oh my God, it's gonna fucking rain. What do you mean it's gonna rain? My, it's gonna my rain. model's not saying that. It it's gonna rain at like like later in the evening, like after like. The tailgate's going to go on fine. The game's probably going to be – it's going to be closer to the end of the game. End of the game is going to – it might pour. Not, every not game, will, every will home pour. game besides the Washington game. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> every home game has been miserable, and it's because it's rained at, like, all of them. You know, can I – Can I? I'll, I'll make a Danny guarantee. Danny guarantee coming in right now. It will not rain. Until the fourth, it will not heavy rain. Heavy rain until the oh, fourth quarter. It might, be, <laughs> might be a shower. Might be a shower. Just yelling on the bright side of things. All right, a shower. We can take a shower. You know, we all need to shower every once in a while. I'll put I'll put you and in so, the shower at the at the warehouse in Jersey City <laughs> after the game. Remember when Dan Schneider, uh, when they hired Ron Rivera on January second? That's not his like, name. Happy Thanksgiving. No, what? I'm talking about the I'm talking about the old commander. Oh, owner. oh, I thought you were talking about Dan Schneier. You're talking about no, the they, they, <laughs> they, when they introduced Ron Rivera in January. He's like, first of all, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Was that sarcasm? No, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I just I responded to that tweet back in 2020, and someone liked it. I was like, what is this? Nice. Um, it's a Thanksgiving throwback. Uh what do you guys think? So I'm I'm trying to get the I new setup. For this and I, i'd like the listener's opinion on this so if i centered this you're not gonna be able to see any of like the stuff right like so you can get it like it's now we're recording this in the morning so you can it doesn't pop as much 
I don't, I'm trying to get this like to have a cool backdrop. But I was thinking putting this, leaving this like this, and then putting like pictures. Like I want to have a picture of the Kenny Galladay touchdown. Nice. And other and other just That's random perfect. stuff. That's right, perfect. Down this wall. Maybe we'll frame you uh, with the lighter and MetLife in 2021. Oh, that's another good one. There's a video of you with the lighter and MetLife in 2021 acting like you're going to burn down the stadium from like Section 300s. Uh, um, so maybe we'll take a screenshot from that video and frame it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll think of <laughs> I like memories and I like talking Giants memories and and you two comment them at us and I'll I'll try and get some stuff framed on there. You probably got to get a uh, the Mister Mister Purple one framed that playoff one because that might be the last one we ever have. I'm joking, but still, that that'd be a good photo. I think it would be a good photo. Yeah, it would be a good photo. Um, all right, what's trivia for this week, Dan? I'm excited for this one. Lots of history with the Patriots. Don't well, tell me you're running out of questions. Well, well, John Hillman was my question, and then I got absolutely yoinked on Twitter, which I was half devastated about. But it's fine. We move. Uh, two Giants players have a touchdown against the Patriots wait hang on let me reward that two Giants receivers have scored two touchdowns in a single game against the Patriots can you name them one of them is is <laughs> it's just funny to me uh one of them if you guys get it then you guys are geniuses I will say that hmm let's see I've been on a Ruben so- Randall kick recently I know he was there in 2015. So Victor Cruz had only one receiving touchdown in the playoff. Is he like? Is this... Oh, oh, sorry. This is regular season as well only. Jake Ballard had one in 2011. Did Hickson have two in that that week 17? I think game? you know what. I think Plax had two in 2007. Yeah, that sounds right. I know he had one, but I'm going to say that he had two. Danny? Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Plax, too. So what the, the whoever wins will be whoever gets to the second one part right. So 2007, 2011, 2015. Maybe someone in 2015. Uh, I'm going to say Odell. I know Odell had that one big touchdown in the game. I'm going to say he had a, another one in that game, too. I'm going to say Plax and Ruben Randall. I've been on a huge Ruben Randall kick recently. I'll say Plax and Odell. Plax is the Plax is correct, and he is the only player in basically the modern era of the New York Giants who have scored two touchdowns against the Patriots. The other one, you have to go back all the way. We are going way back to nineteen seventy four to even find the second guy that scores two touchdowns, and it's Ron Johnson. So my problem—I can't is believe no we didn't Giants get that, Justin. I I am aware that that was one who I knew you weren't going to get. But also, you guys are like talking around Plaxico Burst for a minute there. I was, I was like, are they just not going to get Plaxico? But basically, this is showing me we need more Giants receivers to score touchdowns against Patriots. It's getting outrageous. You only got two, one that has two since two thousand. What are we doing here, guys? Can we pick up the pace? Wando Robinson, let's go. Wando Robinson's had like less than a hundred yards in the last five games combined. He like started so hot coming off the injury, and now he's just not being used as much. I was so hyped with my John Hillman question, so I was devastated that I couldn't use it. That would have been a great talking point. I was, I'm was, i telling you, that's the worst running back the Giants have started in my lifetime. I challenge anyone to find someone different. Like, remember Rob Martin? I was mad that they cut Rob Martin for John Hillman. That's how bad John <laughs> Hillman John Hillman actually was on this show. I, 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 that just hit me. The most boring interview I've ever done. All right, enough. <laughs> enough. You could One, you could barely hear it. Enough. Just, 
Like, did your UDFA answer the questions? Don't give me, don't treat this like a press conference. I ended after like eight minutes. Enough, enough with, enough with the slander of my friend. All right. Very good running back. Very good running back for St. Peter's Prep. Shout out St. Peter's. I still think I follow him on Twitter. Um, Fantasy draft. Danny's picking first this week. He had 54 points last week. He's only 7.7 points behind me for the lead. Justin, you had 38 points. Not a bad outing, but he's 75 points off the lead. And then myself, after a 41-point outing, is still in first place. Danny, you have the first pick this week. Who are we going? I mean, I know they are a solid run defense, as you guys talked about earlier in the show, but I'm going to have to go with Saquon Barkley. Uh, like, I know this Darius Slade being out, possibly being out, it's kind of, it's kind of a scary thought in terms of this passing game. And, I mean, the Patriots do give up points in terms of PPR and all that. They gave up 14 to Indianapolis, 24 to Washington, 24 to Buffalo. So, it, it's possible for Saquon to pop off, and I, that's what I'm betting on. And that's, like, the one – that's, like, going to be the guy every week when you, when you got the first pick, most likely. Yeah, I, I would have went him in this game, too. I think I think the receiving output he put in this last week, I think they're going to try and lean into that a little more. So he he was he was number one on my big board, too. Justin, you have the second pick. I'm going with Ramondre Stevenson. Um, from a volume standpoint, I think out of all players in this game, this maybe even includes Saquon Barkley, I think Ramondre Stevenson's going to get the heaviest amount of volume, and it's mostly because if this is a PP, this this is one of those games, Bobby, that – like, I could win this week simply because Ramadre Stevenson has 12 catches for 30 yards. And it'll be 12 PPR points for me. So, we're talking about, we're thinking about switching this to half PPR next year. This could be one of those games that's like, oh, crap, Ramadre Stevenson is the reason why. Here's the reason I do, I might not change it to half PPR is because then it ruins, oh. like, the all-time, like, points per game and stuff right, like that. Right, right, right. We've already done um, our graves. we got to lie in the- it. Mr. Brownstone had a good idea. Get a fat head of me holding up the frame like it's a microphone, but I can just get a fat head of Mr. Brownstone ho- holding up a microphone with a natty daddy. That's true. Can you get custom <laughs> fat heads? I'm pretty sure you can. And we already Probably. have we already have that design of Mr. Brownstone holding the the microphone anyway. Yeah, that's all right. So I need actually I'm gonna put together a bit. So any call a day touchdown. Mr. Brownstone. I feel like I could just get like a portrait of Steve Burns from Blue's Clues is one. What else? Maybe. Here's the thing is if someone comes over my house and like this is my office and it's like, hey, here's my dead dog smoking a cigarette. It's like what? It's like explaining that is very difficult. (laughs) I think you should just get a small picture, not a big fathead, but a small picture of Lucy smoking a cigarette and just be like, here's my dog. And I'd be like, oh, nice. That clip you shared the other day where I was like, we're going to sacrifice this dog. That got a good shot. I was like, I forgot. That was a a all-time clip. All-time clip. Yep. All right. I have back-to-back picks. Sheesh. Uh so I'm going to go – I got to be honest right now. I know who I'm oh, taking, boy. but I forgot his first name. I'm pretty sure it's Demari. Demario. Oh, De- Demario. Demario. I'm taking Demario Douglas. That's how bad the Patriots are. Taking Demario Douglas. That means you're taking two Patriots back-to-back if you're taking a Patriot first? Yes. Oh, no. Here's the thing wow. is Slayton – I would take Slayton here. 
but I don't know if he's going to play, and this is not a tradable slot. And I'm going to go Hunter Henry. That's a, that's that's the pick. That's the pick. They're going to be they're going to be Jonathan going to be blitzing a lot. He's somewhat of a security blanket. He is like their essentially their red zone offense too. Um, I'm going to go Hunter Henry with my second pick, Justin. Um, nobody has taken the leader who's leading the Patriots and receiving touchdowns and, and, and receptions and receiving yards. I'm pretty sure. Um, I will be taking, you're going to take a guy that's on IR. Nope. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not. Cause I looked that, it up. That's a little curveball there. That's you know, it is, it is there. crazy. I did. I said to myself five minutes ago, Oh look, Kendrick Bourne is on IR and he, and he hasn't played the last couple weeks and I was literally about to take him. So I knew that pivot that's Sterling Shepard. Damn. Shep was going to be my like late round pick. Damn. I, I like it. mentioned that in the beginning of it. All right, Danny, you got back-to-back picks, even though there's other people I'd take before Sterling Shepard. But... I, I feel like this is going to get That's definitely rolls. the earliest Sterling Shepard has went. I don't think he's even – he's maybe even been, only been picked one time. Danny, back-to-back picks. I feel like this is going to get eye rolls, and I'm eye-rolling at myself because I don't even like it really. Cause they, let me look here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take Zeke here. I don't hate it. I, w- I was thinking about taking him with my pick. He has a touchdown because, streak against the Giants, too, and I, I bet you they know about that. Yeah, and, and I mean, he does get points PPR-wise. He had 10 against Indianapolis. He, he went on a dry spell, but, I mean, there's a chance maybe he gets used in the red zone a little bit. So I'm down with that. And so if I'm correct, this is a tradable slot, right? Yeah. I'm taking Slated. Makes sense. Mm. If he plays, great. If he doesn't, then I'm going to have to scramble on the train Sunday morning. All right. Oh yeah, we're gonna be there. Well, we can we can verbally say that because it's internet and stuff like that. But uh, we'll we have to verbally tell each other if you know. Well, we can play by the Justin. Who do you pick? Um, Juju. Damn it, dude! Taking all my damn picks. All right, so I'm, I am gonna take Wandale with this pick i mean giant starting slot receiver and there's then my an- last there's pick- another there's another like kind of easy pick here gasecki or bellinger gasecki he's the easy pick is he though yeah he says better stats to bellinger but bellinger hasn't been starting until recently mm, very true actually let me look up daniel bellinger's stats I mean, he had six points last week. Remember, we said what was the what was the over under that we set in the offseason, Bobby? For did we do it on his PPP? Daniel Bellinger. Yeah, we, we s- did, and it, we were low on it, and people were like, "I don't know." Well, we said thirty catches, right? Something like that. I can't remember. It was a really low number. We were we were both like, "He's going to get lower than that." Well, he was like thir- like he was like fortieth of forty two tight ends in yards per route run last year. That's the starting tight end. Uh, I, I I am gonna go Bellinger though. You know what? Wow, wow. He's due for a touchdown. He is due for a touchdown. I'm going Daniel Bellinger, even though I had Gasecki and Farrell Brown over him on the big board. Justin, oh. your last pick. 
Uh, Mike Gusecki. Makes sense. So you weren't playing mind games with me. I would not. I would have lied to you on that. Uh, Danny, what's your last pick? <laughs> oh, oh Lord. Um, <laughs> I kind of forgot I had another pick. Um, wow. Take wow, Hodgins. Wow. Oh, you know, you know, Justin, that, that may just be a fantastic shot. I won't lie to you. Um, I, I, available. I, I, Isaiah Hodgins still available. It's, it's starting it's, it's receivers in a, in a draft where it's not full of talent and we're just like, nah. There's a lot of depth here. It's it's those two that uh, is this the game? Do I want to go? No, nah, I I can't bet big on on a. I'm gonna have to go Hodgins. I can't bet big on Jalen Hyatt doing robust play. I can't. Not at this moment in time when it's a close fantasy race. Not in this moment of time. I I I I don't keep track of this, but I want to see if this ends up being the lowest score totals. Actually, the Jets is probably the lowest scoring total of the year. All right, let's win some games. Uh, giant factors. We pick our X factors for the game. You don't want to recap the fantasy draft. Danny has Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott, a lot of you, and Darius Slayton and Isaiah Hodgins. I'll say, I'll say it. Last year, that would have been a big scoring day. We'll see how it goes this this year. Justin has Ramon J. Stevenson, Sterling Shepard, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Mike Isecki. I'll say it too. Two years ago, that would have been a big scoring day. <laughs> And I have Demario Douglas, Hunter Henry, Wandell Robinson, and Daniel Bellinger. That would have not been a big scoring day in any year. No. I'm feeling bad about my team. <laughs> I, th- I feel like having the third pick was I should have I should have thought this through when I got to pick the order for the week one that the Patriots <laughs> had this. Um, the extra, right, giant giant factors for the weeks. Danny, you're up first. Should have thought this through in August. I mean, I, I'm, my drive factor this week is a player that's kind of, you know, a bit of a, a little nice surprise recently. I'm going Cordell Flop. Uh, he's having a little, a little fun. I, I'm, I'm kind of like saying Cordell Flop's name in a good light. I didn't. I wish he was able to play the rest of the game last week. I think he was wrongly ejected. That's just my point of view. But that's neither here or there. Cordell Flop's been making plays when he's been on the field. Uh, obviously, he's having some. I just I, I want to because when you look at the secondary room, obviously Deontay Banks going to be there. Is Xavier McKinney going to be there? I don't know. He's a he might be gone years then. Uh, so I, I just want to have reason to believe that the secondary will be a good U to go into next year. Deontay Banks being good, that's not yeah, sure that's great. But Cordell Flop being good and, and being a revelation for the Shanahan secondary is something that's also that I'd be very excited about. So Cordell Flop, go out there, make get an interception against Mac Jones. This is a week to do it because this is not a good quarterback. Not a good quarterback. So, Cordell Flock, go out there, be a giant factor, get a pick, make plays, force another fumble this week while we're at it. Let's have fun with it, Cordell. You're not a giant factor. Justin, who is your giant factor? I said to myself that if Danny went defense, I would go offense. And a giant factor that's impacting me right now, this is probably the first time in podcast history for me, and this is like a thousand episodes. Um, I'm fighting off a big crap right now. Um, so, that's a big, big giant factor. Um my giant, giant factor is Sterling Shepard. Make a memory. If Darius Slayton's going to be out, and even if Slayton's out, maybe he's limited. Maybe they don't want to play him all that much. You're the veteran. You're on this team. You're floating around. You're keeping everybody calm on the sideline. You're the coach. You're the coach's coach without being a coach. Make a memory if you're going to be playing, if you're getting the majority of the snaps. One more time, young Shep. You're my giant factor. Brought to you by La Quinta. My giant factor is going to be Xavier McKinney. Giants are going to be blitzing and be man heavy. 
They like to go to Hunter Henry. Be good in man coverage, and then also, like, let's make some plays in the coverage game, right? Like, you've been good in the run game. I want to, like, can I see Xavier McKinney's hands touch a ball this year? Mm. Has Xavier McKinney's hands touched a football this year? Forced fumble. In the passing game. That no. w- That wasn't already in <laughs> offensive player's hands. No. I don't think they have. I don't think his hand has touched a football this year. I want Xavier McKinney's hands to touch a football this year. We we were able to save the fingers. We'd save them for this moment. Xavier McKinney be a giant factor. All right, time for spread picks. Our biggest slate ever because you have Thanksgiving and there were some games I didn't want to leave off and the first ever Black Friday game. Whoop, whoop. Uh, the listeners went four and three last week. They are 42 and 40. They are being represented by Kevin Jordan this week. Uh, Danny's in second after going three and four. He's 36 and 46. I went four and three. I'm over 500 the last three weeks. I'm 35 and 47. And then Justin's in last after going three and four. He's 34 and 48. But we're all within two games. We're a good bit behind the listeners. But, hey, big slate this week, which means big time comebacks. Um, Before we get into it, Danny, who are spread picks brought to us by? I mean, guys, there's so much to be thankful for this year. Obviously, you got family friends, food, and but the biggest one is it's NFL football all week long because DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week up full of action. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your average appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they got it. There's so much to do on DraftKings Sportsbook. It's honestly disturbing how much there is to do. But what you need to do it's the download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code WORLD. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL, on the NFL Thanksgiving action and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with promo code WORLD. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See draftcase.com slash sportsbook for details of state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility, deposit restrictions apply. Bonus best expire 168 hours after issuance terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Guys, you'll be glad you did on this Thanksgiving day. Be glad you did. All right. Speaking of Thanksgiving, we got the three Thanksgiving games. We got Packers at Lions minus eight. By the way, I just want to put it out there. If you say that the Lions and the Cowboys shouldn't play on every Thanksgiving, you're wrong. You're dead wrong. Correct. Listeners represented by Kevin Jordan are going Packers plus eight. And I agree with them. I think the Packers lose this game, but they lose by exactly seven points. Um, the Lions have been, you know, they've been winning games, but the Bears almost beat them. So I, I, I think short week Packers keep it within seven. I'm going Packers plus eight. Justin, who do you got? Lions, I believe in tradition. That's true. See, but I believe in picking the Lions on Thanksgiving when they really suck, but they have a big spread that they can cover. I know. I know. And Lions defense hasn't been very great over the last month. They've been kind of booty. 
I'm a little disappointed that we don't get to see like David Blau starting for the Lions. Like I want to see a ba- like that's that's tradition is the first game is very bad Lions football. And then the second game is well, I'll tell you in a second. So Danny, you're, I mean, you got? So I mean in a way, having the Packers cover is tradition. Yeah, sure. I love tradition. Let's just say yeah. Danny, who do you got? I saw the stat on Twitter last night. Every time there's a waxing gibbous moon, the lines have lost on Thanksgiving. Can you guess what the moon is tonight? It's a waxing gibbous. I think that's how you say it. I could be butchered. Is that what I'm trying to say? It's the Packers plus plus eight. What? Did you just did you just make your pick based on the moon? Yeah, the Lions are 0-12 every time this moon phase happens. I literally saw this on Twitter last night. So, All right, ride with it. I'm I'm riding with. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> Do you? What's your horoscope? Oh, I don't. I don't. They were not I, doing I that on this. I, I I I don't know what that is. I just saw it. Well, Wasn't that the moon? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Um. <laughs> I knew that would get Bobby. I'm I'm looking a stat up right now though. I'm looking at the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Yeah, last time it happened was 2020, and they with, lost with the so. with the waning uh, Cowboys on Thanksgiving with the waning moon. Oh, it's a waxing. Sorry. Oh, excuse waxing. me. I, I could. Did we not do a Thanksgiving? Oh no, they played on back to back Thursday night. They they're one in three in their last thanks uh, four Thanksgiving games. The Cowboys are um, the only win being against the Giants, and I think the Giants <laughs> covered in that game. <laughs> That's so frustrating. We got Commanders at Cowboys minus 13 and a half. The Cow- Commanders have had some wins in there. I'm going Commanders plus 13 and a half. Do not let that the fact that the Giants own the Commanders distract you from the fact that they play up to good teams somehow. Commanders plus 13 and a half. Cowboys never cover on Thanksgiving. Justin. I'll agree with you. Danny. It's too big of a spread, but I'm going to be honest. I'm going the Cowboys here. I just the commander. I understand we can't look too much into last week, but the Cowboys are just better, uh, out that much better than the Commanders. The listeners are agreeing with you, Danny. And then the nighttime Thanksgiving game, which I don't know if I love that, but I it's a good game. So 49ers at Seahawks plus seven. I like the Niners. The Seahawks, man, I, I feel like they're not as good as thought by many people i'm going 49ers minus seven um again 49ers were the the best team to ever have a three-game losing streak danny who do you got i mean i wish i knew if geno smith was 100 gonna play tonight even still uh, yeah he's expected to play thanks for Rappaport. uh but i'm still gonna go to niners here i think right now they're just the more hot team the listeners agree D- justin are you with us or against us 49ers oh lord it's bad for Bobby. I've ag- I've agreed with Bobby on a lot of these. It's bad for Bobby. Uh I mean we have basically the same record this year. Um we disagreed on Packers line. So we'll either be tied for, for Black Friday or I'll have a two game lead. Let's get it all. Black Friday. We got the first Woo! ever Black Friday game. We got Dolphins at Jets plus 10. Tim Boyle makes his first start on on national TV. Um <laughs> On Black Friday at three thirty in the day, what do you got, Danny? See, like the Dolphins just never win. I feel like away from home. I feel like that's like a, a big thing. But the Jets are the Jets, and they have Tim Boyle, so I'm I'm gonna go Dolphins, just based Justin. off Tim Boyle. I'm going. 
I'm going Dolphins. They're going to the Jet Jets are done. The listeners um are going Dolphins too. I'm going Jets. This is a very emotionally immature locker room with the Jets, which means they think that Tim Boyle's actually going to help them make the playoffs, which means the defense is going to play lights out. The Dolphins have not been playing totally up to um expectations as of late. You know, they barely beat the Raiders. Um and they're not there. They might have an upgrade at quarterback. Might. Um, so I'm I'm going Jets plus ten. Jags at, at Texans plus one and a half. Justin, I'm sure you have lots of takes on these two teams. Why don't you go first? Well, that's sarcasm. Texans. No, this is a team. There are two teams that get talked about a lot. Of, I feel like in John Boy Media football. Texans. I I just think. That offense is better. I think they're playing better football right now, even though ja- Jaguar fans have been kind of on on my case on my power rankings videos about, oh, they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL. They're still not playing very good football, so I am going to go with the Texans. Oh, I thought you were high on the Jaguars. No, I, I was preseason, and, and then they've disappointed me. Their, their offense and Trevor Lawrence hasn't really looked good, and Ca- Calvin Ridley hasn't been the addition that I thought he would be. I'm kind of out on the Jags. That is another offseason take that I – the Brandon Cooks one did not live up to the hype. Um, the one is like, why are people acting like Calvin Ridley is like some amazing wide receiver one when he's just a good wide receiver who has a history of quitting on plays and shit. Um, I'm going Texans plus one and a half. They they beat the Jags already, and I I don't I don't see them having an issue here. So I'm going Texans. The listeners are going Jags. Danny, who are you going? Go Texans as well for all the reasons you all said. All the reasons there's not one of them you disagreed with. No, because you guys are just got great takes. Steelers had Bengals plus two. I, I can't believe that this spread is this close with the Bengals starting Jake Browning at quarterback and the Steelers just fired Matt Canada. Steelers minus two. Easy. Listeners are going Bengals though. Justin, how about you? Steelers, even though I hate them. I just think their Bengals are very QB dependent, and when you don't have a good QB in there, it's going to be tough. Danny. And they fired Matt Cannon, so the Steelers are going to win, and they're going to cover with you. Oh, that's right. Firing new coach. Firing firing a coach. New coach comes in. New energy. Giants beat uh, the Eagles um, when they fired Jason Garrett for Freddie Kitchens. Saints at Falcons minus one for first place in the NFC South versus the five and five Saints versus the four and six Falcons. I'm just gonna say Falcons minus one. Get, get, let's get a little chaos. Let's let's have a, a five and six divisional leader this week. I'm going Falcons minus one. Danny. Falcons are two and eight against the spread. Saints are two and seven. We got uh, to mm. be a baller of a game. Baller. Uh, Falcons as well. It's interesting to see what when the NFC South isn't playing the NFC South, what they are against the spread. It's like have they won a single one? Um Listeners are going Saints. Justin, are you with me and Danny or the listeners? I'm going with the listeners. They're the smart ones this year. I want to be different from you guys. I'm also super out on the Falcons. They disappoint me. Saints. Browns at Broncos minus one and a half. Uh, I think the Browns defense just shuts them down in this game, and they're going to win another game like 13 to 7. I'm going Browns plus one and a half, Justin. 
Dude, all all really Russell Wilson's doing, and he leads the NFL in in doing this. He he's checking it down. Like uh, th- think back to that game winning drive against uh, you know, against the Bills that they had. It was just checking it down, checking it down, checking it down, and you know, and hey, that's not the way to beat the Browns either. Like take, you have to take, get, they give up explosives. Take what a defense gives you, obviously. So I'm not faulting Russ for doing that, but that's what has been. That's what this Broncos offense has been over the last month. Um, they had a very hot start to the season, and it's kind of slowed down. But their defense has obviously really picked up. I'm with Bobby. I think the Browns are going to win a really nasty one. Yeah, like the, the way to beat the Browns is to create explosives, and, and the Broncos just don't do that. Listeners agree with me. Danny, do you agree with all of us? I mean, he, the Broncos country is riding again, so I'm going to be taking the Denver Broncos in this game. Did Russell Wilson stop saying let's ride in interviews? I was watching that other game the other night, and he didn't Ooh. finish it with that. I hope so. I'll, I hope so, too. I'm not going to lie. I'm rooting for Russ, by the way. I feel I, like he I got hated, so much over hate that I'm rooting for him. Bills at Eagles minus three and a half. This is such a hard game to pick um, for me. So, Danny, who do you got? Oh, I mean – Eagles didn't look too good last week. Bills, yeah, they won one game. They beat the Jets. Congratulations. Uh, you deserve a star. Uh, I would take the Eagles still. I think they're just still the better team than Buffalo. And the Eagles, I mean, one bad game really shouldn't equate to too much. But I, I look too much into it because I hate the Eagles. But, yeah, Eagles. Listeners are going Bills. Justin, who do you got? Is this a primetime game? 425. 425. <laughs> uh, I know. Bills. Bills. So, again, because this is such a hard game to pick for me, since it's a a three-and-a-half-point spread, I'm just going to take the points. I'm going to go Bills. And then, is it Ravens at Chargers or Rams? Oh, Chargers. Ravens, I I put L-A-R. L-A-C there, Bobby. Ravens at Chargers plus three-and-a-half. Justin, who do you got? Ravens. Uh, Chargers just stink like they they just stink and i actually do think uh, I'm, I'm excited to see this ravens defense go up against what is a really good offense um and i'm also interested to see how the ravens will operate offensively without mark andrews and if some of their receivers can step up and if charlie kohler shout out charlie kohler and isaiah likely to uh nfl draft crushes uh that we had tight ends the last couple years if they could also step up to the plate too reminds me i tried to claim kohler in fantasy i wonder if or not kohler Likely. Did I get him? Because if not, Likely I'm gonna get colder. I didn't get him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna drop Miles Sanders. I've I've had Miles Sanders on my team all year just because he's a starting back. He gets no points. I'm going Ravens as well. Danny, who do you got? Uh yeah, Ravens. Uh, we I saw Dustin Herbert's emotion last week. Don't ask Brandon Staley though if he's calling plays the soft spot for him these days, I guess. Yeah, what a little baby. Um <laughs> That reminds me, I need to set my lineup for Thanksgiving, too. Aaron Jones is out. Um, Listeners went shorter. So you went Ravens, Danny? I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I appreciate you listening to my pick. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, It's Thanksgiving. Before we get into our score predictions, we got to do what? What? What's something we're thankful for? Oh my for? god, I really have to crap. Like it's really bad. Danny, what are you thankful for? God, I mean, there's just so much that I could take. God and then who else? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? Well, I said, what are you thankful for? And you said God. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. 
I'm I'm <laughs> I'm thankful for a family man being the quarterback of the New York Giants right now. Tommy, you're thankful for Tommy DeVito. Yeah, I am. Is he Italian? Uh, yeah. So Justin, what are you thankful for? Um, I'm a. I mean, can I say I can't say all of you because that'll make Bobby feel really weird, and then he's going to make some sort of joke. I am going to say all of you. How about that? Because I, I, I genuinely wow. am thankful for for all of you. I'm thankful for Danny King. I'm thankful for Bobby Skinner. Um, thankful for Julian, um, who quit earlier. In I texted the year. Julian yesterday. I was yeah. trying to get him to come to Crash Rama. Nice. Nice. Come film it. Um, just pay, I guarantee if you pay 50 bucks, he'll, he'll come and he'll film it. Um, you know, cause he's a freelancer. Um, yeah. Thankful for all of you. Thankful for everybody who listens to, um, talk giants versus the world. I am thankful for, I didn't think about this off. Yeah, let's see. So to Justin already thanked the listener. So that's the easy one that I can't pick. I'm thankful for the football grump. It's his birthday on Thanksgiving. Oh, happy birthday, Grump. Oh, wow. Happy birthday. Um, so I, I said Kadarius Tony in the past. I'm going to be thankful for... Andrew I'm going to be thankful that like the majority of people... Did you see Lawrence Tynes be like, well, <laughs> what a, nine what a players pivot. is better than 12. And, I was, and then... And you still get people in the replies being like, "Dude, that's a professional athlete. Like, you're you're not going to agree with him." It's like, my God, I just I just want eleven dudes. We can't there. even agree to have all the players on the field is a good thing because a professional athlete told you who gives a shit. Um, yes, because people don't think freely anymore. I'm just gonna say I'm thankful for Andrew Thomas. I said it. I knew it. Andrew Thomas. Justin did call us. Like literally. I- how would I do the offensive line reports without him, right? Like, I'm selfishly on with the Giants just playing him through an MZL. Sure, like, well, yeah. What am I going to do in the offensive line reports? Like, you know, like, what, what, what am I supposed to do here? So I'm thankful for Andrew Thomas. All right, predictions for this game. Danny, what's your score prediction? Uh, I I think we're going to win. <laughs> as, as much as I don't really want that to happen. Giants are going to win an ugly game. Ugly game. I'm gonna probably an ugly score to show this game. Sean's gonna win twelve to ten. Twelve to ten. I like it. Justin, what's your score prediction? Giants will lose sixteen to nine. The Giants are playing the New England Patriots. Mm. They beat them in the Super Bowl twice. Mm. Twice. Twice, Bill Belichick, we're gonna put you out the pasture, my friend. We love you, but it's time for you to go down. Giant seventy-seven, Patriots zero. We will see you on Monday. We'll see you at the tailgate Sunday morning. Make sure to come out. We appreciate you guys so very much. Until then, let's go big blue. <laughs>